Hi, this is Stacey Yudishiva, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello, you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Emerson Malone. I'm a podcast editor with the Daily Emerald. With me here in the studio is Stacey Yudishiva, which means it's another episode of Stacey Versus! If you're a first-time listener, welcome. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for the movie Arrival. Um, <laughs> this is Stacy Versus. It's a series from the Emerald Podcast Network where Stacy, what's your formal title with the Emerald now? I'm a senior designer illustrator. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy watches a sci-fi movie and then the two of us... Tear it apart. Tear it apart. Or praise it. Today, Stacy Versus Arrival... Has arrived. Arrival has arrived. So the Oscars were a few days ago. Yep. Arrival took home the award mm-hmm. for best. Sound editing. Sound editing. They were nominated for a couple other things, but I feel like that was the most fitting award they they should have gotten. So I think the sound editing was really good. And it was really adding to the whole mood because like in the beginning of the movie because you know traditionally in sci-fi movies there's a couple like jump scares along the way and i was waiting for those because it's like aliens like i don't know mystery like all that stuff and there's none of those really it never happened in the movie yeah it definitely added to the ambiance yeah and so like when they were walking up the i don't know what to call I know those exactly things. what you yeah. mean, and I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Sights. <laughs> I usually call them that. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, waiting for something to jump. And then when she was at home, like, went the day they announced everything, I was also waiting for something to happen. Like, there's always constantly those moments where I was just like, like, I really don't want to be scared right now. So, yeah, it was good. It was great. I think a really interesting part of this movie is that you expect it to be a completely different movie. Yeah. And right. it almost never indulges you and becomes that movie. Mm-hmm. It focuses on this alien invasion, but it's almost, like, beside the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's more, I guess, not on, like, the fact that aliens exist or different technology or whatever. It's more about us like, right. as humans. So that's what... And I got that, I guess, towards the end. And that was, I think, it's a really cool thing that they did it came out at the right time i think they meant it because after the whole election and everything else people have been really clashing with each other i want to say it came out before the election it came out in december did it yeah okay (laughs) but But, i mean before the election like talking about like globalization and like being territorial americans I mean that people are really focused on their own agendas and their own goals and countries being dicks to each other sometimes. I feel like the aliens were, they came in and they're like, okay, don't be idiots, work together. And that's kind of what happened in the end, right? Because Amy Adams learned Chinese. (laughs) True. Yeah, but it was just, it was a good like reminder for all of us because they kept saying united a lot. The word united? Yeah, like unity and that kind of stuff. So... And when this other sites started disconnecting, remember? That was, like, in the kind of towards the end of the movie. That's where everything kind of started going to shit. So. The moment 
at which things really hit the fan was when China, like, formally declared war on the aliens, right? <laughs> In Chinese. Right. And then, like, <laughs> Pakistan got behind them. Oh, it was Russia. Because Russia and China... Russia got behind them? Yeah, Russia and China are conveniently friends in this. They're following, like, the politics that are happening right now. What, what's interesting, they never really mention what year it is, but it seems like it's now. Right. It seemed very, like, representative of the world right now, and that we need something else, like something from within, not from within, from the outside, <laughs> to remind us that we have to, like, be nice to each other and deal with things together. So this is our third episode of the series, and... This is sort of an interesting choice for an episode because prior to this we did Star Wars and Harry Potter franchises, both of which are really flashy Mm -hmm. sci-fi. So what I wanted to ask you is whether you liked Arrival as a sci-fi movie. Yeah, so I did. I I mean, I liked it just as a movie, but as a sci-fi, I feel like there's some like traditional sci-fi traits in there, like in the beginning... The beginning was very much like a traditional sci-fi movie when that one guy came in and he's like, you're the best specialist for this and we can only have you. And then she says no, but then they come back like that always happens. And then the whole flashbacks like that in the beginning, because I thought that was going to that was like the past of her life. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's usually how they do it in a lot of like superhero movies or sci-fi movies where they show like the past and the really sad character later, you know. That's a good point. Like, the first so, act is pretty, I don't want to say like formulaic. Cliche. Yeah. But, yeah, you you accept it as a linear mm-hmm. series going on. Like, yeah. she had a daughter, but now she's out of the picture, I guess. Yeah. And then the alien invasion happens. And she happens to be a great expert in everything, and everyone knows her. <laughs> it's just always, it's kind of always like that. And then there's also the really cheesy things, like, that are, like cheesy jokes or whatever. Were there really that many jokes? Not jokes, but just things people say that are a, li- a little bit... I don't really know how to explain it. Like, some of the parts I felt like were a bit unnecessary. Like, that one time when she was going through the medical checks and the doctor's, like, looking at her and he's, like, pregnant, and she's like, no. I don't know. Was that added? I just I felt like, okay, why is this here? And just the way people speak to each other sometimes. Like, I am own it. I got it. It's like, okay, just calm down for a second. There's aliens. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And Jeremy Renner. We, we'll, we'll get to that later, but oh my god. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, oh my god, who wrote his character? I don't think I thought about that so much, but the way humans sort of interact with one another is kind of wooden. Well, and it, they just made it, like, nobody talks like this, I feel like. Some of the parts were really, ascent, like, real, like, I feel like that would happen, but Everybody's a lot of so it... Everybody's so disaffected, though. yeah. Exactly. I would say... Wait, can we talk about Je- Jeremy Renner right now? Let's talk about Jeremy Renner's okay, character. Okay, because, like, that <laughs> Seems is, like you really that's get to this. one thing, yeah, that I was just like, oh, my God. So when he first appeared and he's, like, looking at her, and his name is Ian in, in the movie, and her name is Louise, and, and I'm like, okay, they're going to get married. Like, they're going to fuck later. <laughs> that was, like, my thought. So, I don't know, I feel like his character is really cheesy, and he actually reminded me just of Hawkeye. Like he basically, His character in the Marvel yeah, Universe? Yeah. He was almost like playing the same person, I feel like. Didn't you think about that? Like he's I just all like... yeah. Avengers. I, oh, okay. Well... Two. The second part? Is he in the first one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a He's Marvel also guy. in Thor, so... Okay. Well, well, I saw Thor 2. He's in Thor 1. 
But yeah, he's he he I guess acted very much like Hawkeye. Um, and then like I just have a couple quotes because I just I like I yeah. Was okay, so you texted me while you were watching it right after you watched it because there were certain Almost. pieces of dialogue. I was like, I texted you like ten minutes before it was over, so there's some stuff that I like text you later because I didn't I didn't realize that they like I knew that they were gonna be love interests, but I didn't realize they got married because then she says in the future they got divorced right because that, that there's that whole future seeing thing that's happening and she's talking to her daughter and her daughter says oh like what happened between you and dad blah blah, blah. remember yeah yeah and so i'm like but that doesn't seem like they would get divorced because they're so close and like they really like each other so like why but anyway um they're just can i like read some of the quotes <laughs> Yeah, I remember really one bad. in particular. You really didn't like the final line of the movie, which was from Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yes. Which could have been delivered or rewritten. I also didn't think it was oh my God. fantastic. I think I can forgive a lot of the dialogue, though, just because of conceptually, I think it played off really well. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. One of the first things that I thought was really cheesy that he said, I guess that's why I'm single at 56 minutes. <laughs> they were just like sitting there talking about some stuff and then he was just complaining and then he's like i guess that's why i'm single and i'm like that's Wait. is this tinder like he actually oh, said that yeah and then when she, you said at 56 i'm like was his character supposed to be 56 years old i don't know 56 minutes <laughs> that's when it like happened in the movie but yeah and then later like wait, a wait, minute wait, later wait, wait before we move on was that the same moment because one of my favorite lines sort of in the same line was where louise says you know, you can still master communication, but end up single. Yep, that's that was her response to that. And then he said, "You see the jokers I'm working with. I'm glad I got you." Ugh, <laughs> barf. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, wh- yeah. how old is he? He's not a college, you know, frat guy. Why is he speaking like this? And then let's make a baby. Who do you are you? Make a baby. Oh, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to make a baby? Like, and then she's like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was, that was like the thing they should have fixed. It's such a serious movie and it raises so many great, you know, questions and issues. And then they do this to it. They just butcher everything. Yeah. Okay. So it was a little, maybe a little clunky, maybe a little bit awkward. But when I walked out of it the first time I saw it in the theaters, it made me think of, how a lot of sci-fi movies try to shoehorn in a love story a love story or just like a personal family relationship something really sentimental Mm -hmm. to sort of juxtapose against this massive cosmic anomaly that's surrounding everybody and it made me think of how awkward and terribly interstellar tried to do that (laughs) yes and fantastic beasts too but i mean like they had to because in in the story they did get married but it was just really badly executed, I feel like. It was just really awkward, and I'm like, what am I watching? I think it was much more elegantly executed in Arrival than... Than in, a Fantastic Beast? Than in Interstellar. True, yes. But it still felt unnecessary in Arrival, because there's already a very sentimental thing going on with the aliens telling us that we should be together. Like, that's also, you know, personal and emotional and whatnot, and you don't really need a love story in there, I feel like. Did the daughter die? Yes. See, that's like... I didn't get that part. I wish they kind of... Exp- maybe they meant to just leave it like that. Because at the end she says, if you knew the rest, how the rest of your life would go, would you change it? Right. And then nothing. And then they didn't say anything to each other after that. 
So. Oh, and then he says, do you want to make a baby? And she says, yes. So she, I guess, decided to anyway, even though she knew that that, that was going to happen. Okay. And so, so this time when I was watching it, and I sort of knew the scrambled chronology of the mm-hmm. movie, are we supposed to assume that Louise is experiencing her life in this sort of scrambled way? Because it seems like she picks up knowledge as she goes on, as yeah. she's like experiencing things. And like in these segues between these different scenes of different timelines... She would have this face like, whoa. <laughs> like she just yes. learned Chinese. Yeah. No, I think she already knew Chinese. Remember? But when... the, the phone number of the Chinese diplomat or general or whoever that was. True. Yeah. Had, well, because I think she called and she's like, connect me to China or something. But I think she knew Chinese because she was translating for them. Because they were like, do you know Mandarin? And she just went in and translated. But I think the more she learned that one alien language the better like the longer her visions got so right. she got like yeah. more advanced i guess in seeing the future yeah another thing i picked up this time in the opening scene uh-huh. she's like creeping around her daughter creeping's not the right word because it's her <laughs> daughter she's like sort of you know sort of teasing her daughter in the backyard and they're playing some game and she's doing this thing with her fingers and she's like <laughs> i'm gonna get you with my tickle guns and oh, the way God. she like wiggles her fingers yeah. makes me think of the alien tentacles before yeah. they slap these symbols onto the glass wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder what the Chinese leader, what, what she said to him. Right. Because yeah. I didn't see the translation. Right. So what was that? And why was it so meaningful? So if we have any listeners that understand Chinese and saw Arrival and have time <laughs> on their hands, you should let us know what Amy Adams says in the movie. Yep. I would, I would really want to... Because he was really excited about it. Also, I think they shouldn't have... Because I, I already was relieved when she was talking to him in the vision. And he was like, oh, you, like, saved everyone. It was great. Thanks, Thank you for calling me. That already kind of told me that, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, I don't have to worry about the rest of this movie, you know. That kind of killed, like, some of it. If they just kept the part where she was calling and, like, running away from the guards and everything, that was a really cool moment where... That was actually one of the only, like, action, like, scenes in the movie where you were like, okay, okay, let's do this. Let's let's see what happens. Um, and that kind of got ruined by that line that he said. I just thought it was interesting that there are two of those alien things in Russia. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I wanted to bring that up with you as well, because in the first, like, three minutes... No, it's in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Russia's, like, mobilizing <laughs> Yeah, there's, like, tanks and stuff on TV. I saw that. <laughs> um, aliens land on Earth. Mm-hmm. Russia gets two alien yep. ships. So there's one in Siberia so and one on the coast of the Black Sea. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever think about what you would do in an alien landing? I don't know. I guess it depends what on what they do first. I'll just let them kind of not... Well, if they start destroying us, then they'll probably just hide somewhere or... It'll depend how bad it gets. If it's really bad, I'll just be like, okay, just take me. I'm done. <laughs> but you're bilingual, so maybe you could be Amy Adams in that scenario. Try to speak Russian to them. Just offer them vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Come up to them with a whiteboard that says human. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. that says vodka. <laughs> yes. <That'd> be- <laughs> then they'll slap a symbol on the wall. It's like, that's our word for vodka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be... I mean, mean, if it was actually real, if these kind of aliens came... I mean, they look scary, but what they're telling us in the movie was really cool. And and I felt like it was such a cool connection that Ian and Louise had with those aliens, where they would go there every day and talk to them. And they had names for them. It was really cute. Yeah. So... My favorite scene is when she gets inside that Mm -hmm. other pod that abducts her. 
Yeah. And then she talks to them face to face. And then the yeah. subtitles sort of show you what the alien is saying. And he said... Abbott is a death process. Yeah. That whole part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was sad. Also, another thing I kind of wanted to raise was humans are kind of idiots. Some are, at least. Um, that whole attack part was completely unnecessary. And that's just... Which it's part? like With the explosion. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't understand that. And I've seen the movie twice now. Yeah, so I think it's just people jumping to conclusions. I feel like that's the metaphor for that. Because they just kind of jumped and started and just went there. It's because I think China announced that they're going to declare, that they're declaring war. And then, oh, and then they found out that they're offering the weapon. And then they were like, oh my god, weapon, we're going to die. They just heard that one word and that's it and I feel like that's how a lot of people are like that's their mindset like they hear one thing and you know like for example I don't know just as, as an example like LGBT and then some people are like no you know and they don't want to listen like the rest of it so yeah and they were trying to like talk to them while that was happening so that was really a huge like dumb thing that they did because that's I don't know it was all going peacefully like they're not gonna attack you why are you going first so thanks China <laughs> well, it was that and also that one guy. What's his name? Michael Stolberg. Yeah. Oh, what an awful character. He has, like, no expertise whatsoever, and he's just sitting there just, yeah. And that's also a classic sci-fi thing. There's a couple characters always in there who are, <laughs> like... negligent military operatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are just, like, bossing you around, but they have no idea what they're doing, and they don't have exact right experience to to do that so and they're always just a huge buzzkill i mean he's kind of always typecast as a huge buzzkill anyway um yep. let's wrap this up how many how many celestial stars would you give a rival celestial stars yeah out of so 10. like oh, out of 10 okay um i would give it a eight and a half i feel like right on it's, it's pretty good there's some things I was just going to point out, like, the last couple of things is that the aliens kind of look like Dementors. Like, that's the first thing I thought. Dementors, like, when they first came out, I'm like, oh, we just did a Harry Potter pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then another thing is there's this really subtle stab at the NRA. When? The, so they had this video open on their on one of the laptops, and there was this, this like, YouTube, like, person. Oh, yeah. And he okay. was, like ranting about like the oh, government's should... asleep at the wheel yeah that like they're handling this really poorly they just we just should all have guns and just kill them it's like wow that's a great way to do it <laughs> all right yeah it's there's a lot of like symbols in there I like that and i feel like you sh everyone who watched it should watch it again and you'll see all those little th i mean i've only seen it once but i kind of like picked up on some of those and there's it really definitely a lot to unpack the more you yeah uh, savor the movie yeah and it, like I said, it was really a good, like a fitting time when it came out after the primaries and all that stuff. Like it's, it's kind of a mess right now. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, this was really deep. This is actually the first time we really got into the. This was. These are just getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. If any of our listeners made it to the end of this conversation, feel free to leave a comment on our SoundCloud or on the Daily Emerald website, and give us an idea of what you want to see us review next because otherwise we're just going to shoot in the dark and find another sci-fi movie i want to do um what's it called inception in the interstellar no, no no what's the one with the bending like reality and stuff and dreaming inception inception i mean it came out a while ago but i really like that movie sure and the ending 
<laughs> so, <laughs> Interstellar is good. I haven't actually. I seen it. I remember watching it with like the rest of the Emerald people the night it came out. But then I. That's the last time I saw it when it came out. So that was like 2010. No, that was 2014. <laughs> oh, Interstellar. <laughs> this is why I don't drink coffee before we record. <laughs> yeah, we can do either one. So. Watch out for those. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Might surprise you. That's all we have time for today. My name is Emerson Malone. My name is Stacey Rishua. Anything you want to plug? I forgot to ask you. Don't plug uh, your YouTube channel. <laughs> you can just tweet at us if you want and tell us what movie to watch or just what you think. Because I'm really interested in what people thought about The Arrival. Yeah. It's just called Arrival. Okay. <laughs> if you want to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or you can listen to these right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.